Hey, what's up? Kalen here. Welcome to live stream number 57. Hope you're having a great day today, Monday, November 25th. And uh, let's see, let's jump into it. First, um, first topic of the day, uh, something I've been thinking about is what I'm calling um, atomic pieces of work. So um, one of the things that um, I've uh, had trouble with in the past when hiring is having, um, you know, job, essentially job roles that are too complicated and that uh, involve too many moving parts. And you kind of want somebody to come in and just kind of figure it all out. And uh, that can be really hard to do, right? Um, and something I've been having some really, some really great success with lately with building out my content team is just having really, um, you know, at like atomic pieces of work where, you know, for example, the video editor edits a piece of video, the writer writes an article and they have the topic and they have sort of templates they're working off of. Um, and so I've just been really happy with the work they've been putting out and there still is a lot of creativity that goes into each piece of work, but the boundaries are clear enough that, um, you know, it's, it's really straightforward and I'm jumping back in on uh, commerce hero and I'm, I'm getting back into the weeds a little bit here and uh trying to tighten up a lot of processes and things like that and um what i'm uh one of the things i'm thinking about is how to um you know make uh if i'm going to hand work off to other other people how to make those pieces of work you know nice and um atomic nice and clean pieces of work so um you know even for example from a support perspective i'm trying to make sure that Every time there's a support question that's asked, we have a doc in the system that responds to that question. So then, you know, the support function can sort of transform into really just mapping docs to support tickets. Um, and that seems like a much more straightforward approach um, to handing off support, which can be complicated. You know, handing off support can be can be a tricky thing to do. Um, so, yeah, that's just something I've been thinking about. I think that. Uh, uh, there's something really interesting in there in creating pieces of work that are that are atomic, that are um, you know really uh, well defined, um, and I think within that context you can get some really great work done. Um, okay, next up. So this was a <clears throat> this is a tweet that I loved here from Ken Wallace. Um, I've always wanted to create a place where folks could reply to the podcast they were listening to, not as text though, as audio clips. You pause the show you're listening to, go to the site or app, record your thoughts, then resume. Voxer, but for podcasts. And uh, and he's quoting a tweet where he says, here, here I am again, sitting in a red light, yelling at something I disagreed with on the podcast episode I'm listening to. Does anyone else do this? Yes, I do. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. It's kind of the same dynamics as like when you were yelling at the TV screen 10, 20 years ago before there was like Twitter and then Twitter kind of solves that. Like anytime you're yelling at something, you're like yelling into the void. There's a, an opportunity to solve that problem. Right. And. Uh, and like, you know, with uh, with uh, podcasts, of course, you can just go and fire off a tweet. Um, and that definitely does happen with podcasts and that's a, a good way to interact. But I do think 
something that is sort of a pure audio format because when you're when you're listening to a podcast when you're listening to audio you could be walking the dog you could be doing the dishes whatever random things so you're a lot of times your hands aren't free and i think um this would be a really interesting thing to look at and one way we might want to approach building this is with my no code hat on um i need to get a hat that says i i, I, need, I literally need to write this down because i need a hat that says no code um <clears throat> Just gonna write this down. Um, so with my no code hat on, I am thinking like we could this could maybe be built with a Glide, which is a platform for building mobile apps. And I don't know too much. I haven't played with it yet, but it might be interesting to experiment with that. Try to get a proof of concept off the ground. I think it would be awesome if this could be a totally hands-free solution because so much of audio is hands-free. And so if there's a way that you could either through a, 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 a Google voice, a voice assistant type deal or a headphones type deal, if it could bring you right into this app where you could share feedback and it could somehow know where you are in what podcast at what time code, that would be absolutely magical. And it might be impossible to do some of those things. I'm not sure. Those are, those are some of the things why, those are some of the reasons why this type of functionality would make so much sense as a first party feature to a podcast client. But as Ken pointed out, you know, it, it's going to be hard to get things like this on the roadmap for these big podcast clients like Spotify and, and all these guys. Um, so building out something independent sounds really, uh, handy. Um, and I'd love to, I'd love to see that. So just putting this out into the universe, just echoing what, what Ken put out into the universe here. And, uh, it'd be cool to see that. Um, all right, next up. Okay, so a little update on uh, my Commerce Hero Airtable stuff. Um, I think this view is going to be blank because I made a change. Oh, oh, you're logged in somewhere else. Okay, all right. Whatever. Um, so I'll just give a quick update. So I have been... Um, Diving in and trying to build out uh, Commerce Hero, which is currently a Laravel app, um, on uh, Airtable and sort of no-code platforms. So um, it's been uh, it's been a cool. Um, oh, that's funny. My um, when I said Google Assistant, it pulled up my Google Assistant and put a whole bunch of text into there. Um, so I've been jumping into this the past few days, um, and um, uh, it's um, it's been it's been a good challenge. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, I've been, you know, I really haven't been iterating on Commerce Hero as much as I like to, and there's just a lot of stuff I know needs to be improved. And uh, moving over to Airtable gives me the opportunity to iterate quickly on things, so I'm excited about that. But I'm moving things over. Uh, very uh, iteratively um, so I'm not just moving the entire system over and I'm not sure what exactly is going to work in there what's not going to work for example um, Airtable has this great shared view functionality which um, where I can share uh, for example a view of open jobs or whatever and then all of the filters are easily filterable so people can filter on salary and location and type of company agency versus merchant versus da 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 so 
it's it's kind of perfect but the one missing thing it had it does not have is the ability to filter out uh, data for specific users so most likely going to have to build a custom front end on top of Airtable with Airtable being the data source and being the management layer for myself and the Commerce Hero team to manage stuff, which is still super helpful. Um, and so that's that's one snag I'm running into. Um, also, oh, by the way, you probably see my glasses here. I've got this like, I'm trying to figure out how to not make a dent in my nose with these things. So we put this like white little like it's one of those it's one of those things that you put underneath furniture <laughs> to get it to not scratch the floor um so anyways um yeah so that's been fun i'm 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 diving into that and uh trying to figure things out another limitation with airtable is that there's a primary field on each record which uh i eat for example on the jobs record i used to have that show the company name and the job type. Um, however, that name field is not optional in a shared view. It has to show up in the shared view. So because I need to anonymize jobs and candidates, I had to change that primary field to something else um, that was a non, an anonymized version, which makes internal management a little more complicated. So running into some of those challenges, but in general, um, what I really love about Airtable is I can really quickly tweak workflows. So for example, I already implemented functionality for sending match updates to multiple clients, whereas previously only one client user record could be mapped to receive match updates. I can do the same thing really easily for billing updates. Um, also, I'm creating workflows for when, when a new job or a new candidate comes into the system, we do social media promotion, we do connecting, we do clarification of job details, things like that. So a lot of these workflows I'm, I'm, I'm able to iterate on really quickly, which has been, um, which is cool. So I, I just have to figure out, um, how to layer on like a permissions model on top of that and then I'll be golden. So so that's been fun. Um, going to be real busy with that the remainder of this week. What is this icon? Oh, oh, cool. That's handy. Um, yeah. So we'll update on that. And uh, last up, Cybertruck. <laughs> the Cybertruck from Tesla. Man, I just got to say, I got to comment. I got to. I got to give my two cents on this one. This truck is. I mean. I think this I think this has to be the most innovative vehicle design. Um, it possibly we can't say ever because like the first vehicle that was created was pretty innovative. But as far as vehicle design goes, this has to be the most innovative one in at least the most unique design in like the last 50 years, 70 years. I mean, it's a completely different type of thing. A lot of people think it's looks dumb. Other people, it's very polarizing. Some th people think it looks dumb. Some people think it looks awesome. Um, I think it looks kind of awesome. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there, there's some interesting fundamental innovations in, in, in truck design, you know, that, that Elon Musk talked about, you know, namely that this whole exoskeleton thing where instead of, most of the weight being in sort of the whatever it's called the body 
the bed of the truck. They transformed that and put most of the weight into the, the, the body, what they call the exoskeleton. So they have this really hard type of uh, steel, which is the reason why, which kind of gave them a design constraint, which is why there aren't a lot of curves because that, that steel is so strong that it's actually hard to bend it with whatever presses, um, what do they call the stamps, whatever presses they use. Um, so it was an interesting constraint, which led to this really unique design, which is kind of cool. Um, and so it's not just the design for the sake of a design. It's a really innovative uh, materials that they're that they're using, uh, which makes sense for a truck. You want your truck to be, you know, kind of tough. And so uh, it's super interesting. I just I love everything that uh, Tesla does. And I got to get on this train here pretty soon. Um, but uh, yeah, it has amazing specs as far as like towing capacity and, uh, you know, zero to 60, all that kind of stuff. Um, and just looks so futuristic. It's just awesome. So anyways, that's that. That's all I got for you today. Um, I'm going to call it a wrap here and uh, get back to some work. I uh, hope you have a fantastic Monday. 